Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? gibberish or do you really know what you're talking about well before we talk about king's demons let's have a quick little natter about uh, what happened on sunday shall we yes yeah because it was the uh, the end of an era definitely was I it suppose. an era was yeah. it an era well the, the chibnall era i suppose mm. how long is it four years does that count as an era i don't know anymore um and we've we've now entered a, a new era since Sunday, haven't we? We're in the Disney era. Yes, this so, has been announced. Yeah. I've seen lots of people in a flap, just yeah. assuming you're going to have like Disney fied cartoon versions and stuff. But that's more to do with distribution around the world, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, so Disney have bought the distribution rights outside of the UK. So if you're in the UK, nothing changes. It's still uh, BritBox and the BBC. Um, if you're outside the UK, you now have to have a Disney Plus subscription, um, which I mean, this it was bound to happen because you know this Disney will eventually own the world, um, and I'm not too worried because even if it even if it was in this country, the Disney Plus subscription is one of the cheapest of the subscription services and they've got some good stuff they've got a good back catalogue of films to watch yeah um plus you also get your star wars tv shows and that so i i, I don't think it's that bad but obviously externally uh, in the rest of the world especially like australia and that they're going from completely free to having to pay for it um the slightly more worrying one is this there's some rumors coming out now isn't there that it's Part of the deal is more than just distribution. Oh, is that it? They will, yeah, they will have uh, a sort of say in the production of it and some steering. Um, and everyone's everyone's like up in arms today about that on Facebook. And it's like I said to Anne earlier, she says, uh, you know, "Have you seen that?" And it's like, honestly, they couldn't make it any worse. No, no. Um, well, talking about the the. Um you know, making it worse and, and talking about the, the Sunday's episode, yes. the very last Jody thing. We'll hold off on um, talking about yeah. that until the 13th next comes round. Yeah, we'll, we'll um, do it when she rolls round again. But I would like a prediction off of you. Oh, well, go if, on. If, if I can, because you were right, weren't you? You said, I, was, yeah. <laughs> I reckon she'll regenerate yeah. into the 10th, 10th Doctor, yeah. right? So my, my prediction from you, what is going on? Because I just thought, watching that, it's like, right, okay, because there's all this talk about that old Doogie Howser is the celestial toy maker yes. and he's yeah, messing with the doctor. Pre pretty much been confirmed, hasn't mm. it? That he's and this is shenanigans. This is the yeah. celestial toy maker messing things up and somehow bringing the tenth doctor forward. But the BBC themselves are yes. calling David Tennant the 14th Doctor. Yeah, and um, Shitigatwa is now officially the 15th Doctor from the BBC. So I think that's fairly definitive. I don't think we're going to get a uh, wake-up-in-the-shower Dallas-style retcon of it. I think this is... he. You know, David Tennant ha is now playing another <laughs> another incarnation. But, but um, what do you reckon? Do you reckon that he basically is the 10th Doctor, he's aware that he's the 10th Doctor, and he regenerated I don't want to go, I don't want to go oh I'm back again or do you think this is going to be just something else, an alternate I, I think he, he is a, I think he's he's the Doctor because it's, me it's meant to be one one character, even though it, I, I never quite get the, the regeneration thing because it's meant to be one character but they've all got completely different personalities mm -hmm. um, but when when uh, 13 regenerated into Tenon, he says I recognise those teeth 
So he's not saying... Because if, if, if he was the 10th Doctor again, they're his teeth. Yeah. You wouldn't. So I think this is this is a continuation of Jodie's Doctor. This is going to be a legit thing. Um, and I, I think there'll, there'll be some sort of shenanigans possibly in... I don't... I don't think the toy maker is going to be the one that's caused this, but I think there'll be some timey wimey nonsense explanation of why he's done it. Because don't forget, they've also, they've also built up when the caretaker was there, the uh, custodian, whatever it was, Tom Baker came back and he says you'll revisit some old faces. Oh yes, yeah. So I think this has been a long-term plan. Um, I, it's just, I mean, it's uncharted territory, um, and I, yeah, I. I because we got, I thought it was just going to be for one special, but it's it's a whole year's worth. Isn't it? It's three episodes, which is all of next year's yes, yes. story leading up to the anniversary, yeah. isn't it? Which yeah. will be at Christmas, I think. I think. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, you know, it's something a bit different. I mean, you yeah. said to me off air on Sunday after we recorded, you know, if this is if they're just going to go through the same thing again, I'm almost done with the show. But yeah. this is something a bit. Interesting, no, I, isn't it? It's, it's piqued my interest as to what they're going to do with it. I quite like David Tennant. I think he's 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 pretty good. Um, so yeah, I think I'm. I'll, I'll give him. I'll give him the three episodes. Um, I, I don't. I I hope. I hope it does pull it back a bit because as much as I've really enjoyed the um, the Jodie Whittaker uh, era. If we shall call it that, this last year, the the last sort of seasons with Flux was, was sort of, mm, and and the specials have been terrible. Mm. Um, did, was this one different? Yeah, we have to tune in to find out our views on it. But I think I, the whole show it needs either resting or a complete revamp. I, my worry is that we're now we're getting to where we were in the eighties where. It's just pure nostalgia for the fans because we know that turns off your casual audience. Yes, and and like yeah. you say, that was fan wank of the highest order. Oh, highest, yeah, Sunday, pure, wasn't it? pure fan wank. Uh, yeah, I, we'll, we'll go into it in more detail, but yeah, it. Normally, I love that sort of thing. I love a bit, but and I think any one of those elements would have been amazing and probably would have had me in tears going, oh yeah. my God, look at that. Just Colin but coming back would Colin have Colin coming got, back got, would have, yeah. Um, but did it work with so much? Hmm. It was overload, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. I, Just as you start thinking about one thing, another thing yeah. happened, and yeah. then another, then another. And if you if you stand back and analyse, so take out all of the nostalgia fan wank, there's like no story to it whatsoever. No. Um, I think your, your entire enjoyment of this one depends on your view of the... Uh, the new master. Well, that's well. Yeah. So, let, let's save it for when yes. we get round to the let's, first. Thing. Let's look at one of the older masters. We sing in praise of the war against the Saracen. We are. To free the tomb of Christ our Lord, we'll put the known world to the sword. Welcome, my demon. Your Majesty seems in need of a doctor. Allow me to introduce Chameleon. Your work. Last modesty forbids such a claim. Chameleon is the tool of an earlier invader of Zerifaz, and instrumental in my escape from that benighted planet. This is your King John. Look again. Impressive. A weapon used by the invaders of Zerifaz, a decoy, capable of infinite form or personality. Interesting. Well said, my demon. We are a complex mass of artificial neurons. And controlled by? Nothing more than simple concentration and psychokinetics. Look again. Can anyone play? Please. 
quite masterly. You flatter me. I prefer bad King John. Um, because this was this was uh, astonishing to me that you didn't know the master was in this. I ruined the surprise for you. Would you, having watched it now, would you have been fooled by? I spotted alien? him straight away. That is the worst <laughs> master disguise yeah. ever. He, he looks yeah. like the master. He looks like Anthony Amy with a fake beard yes. and doing an outrageous French accent. See, I had forgotten when I announced it. I had forgotten. That you you gave me a few little clues. You said about yeah. the song, and you said about the worst French accent. But I'd forgotten you had said that. <laughs> and in my notes, where is it? What is the master's accent I put? Because I I'm I'm married to a French woman, yeah. and I did not spot that that was meant to be French. Did, did your wife watch it? No. Did you show her a bit? No, and go, but I, what's he saying? No, I I want I want to um, put episode one back on again yeah and just say show her a bit and say what is this accent yeah what yeah would well, you don't don't say say show you should record this so put it on say um i'm just going to show you this i can't work out what region of france he's from this french actor can you tell me and then just gauge her reaction as she falls on the floor yeah. laughing her head off oh dear oh, uh, my dear. favorite line that he delivers is that one where he goes uh by the others of the king. <laughs> so what are you saying? It's so weird. I, I mean, he's obviously having a ball, bless him. He's loving this, and he's uh, he's gone off the deep end, Anthony Ainley. Um, but I, yeah, I just because I, I really was worried after telling you because I'm notorious um, spoiling films for people. I remember at work I was speaking about uh, I was speaking about Star Trek or something to it with my mate, and I said. I said a spoiler for one of the films, and he goes, "Oh, brilliant! Thank you, spoilers." He goes, "What you get? You, you, you gonna spoil?" It. I says, "You can't spoil an old film like that." I says, "Next, you'll be moaning because I'm, I'm going to tell you that the the lead character in um, uh, in Thingy Bob is a ghost. Uh, you know the oh, what's the film called? Oh, um, uh, not signed. Um, Seventh yeah. Sign. No, so, not Seventh. Uh, no, what's oh. it called? Uh, the Bruce M. Willis Night, one. Yeah, M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> Ramalan Ramalan Ding Dongs. Yeah. And uh, I said. Uh, uh, Bruce Willis is a ghost. You'll be moaning at that, and he goes, "I ain't seen that film." <laughs> so I'm notorious for ruining films, and I thought afterwards I was really worried. And I sort of said to Anna, "I think I've ruined the surprise." No, I but no, you're just straight away. Oh, yeah. it's just outrageously bad that disguise. Yeah. Um, so it's been very nice. Um, I didn't realise it was a two-parter. Yeah, and not... lovely and short. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm not surprised because there's not an awful lot going on in it, is no. there? Um, and it, it's 12:15. Um, yes. Not, no, not the time. The date is 12:15. Um, all very BBC. This opening scene, you know, with the uh, the court jesters and the big long table. Yeah, it it could be out of any BBC period drama, couldn't it? Really. I mean, the BBC's good at it. I, I do like in my, in my notes. I put that the the, uh, the sets are really good. Um, the castle sets, uh, you know, they've got ceilings. They 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 put a bit of money in. And then after you think, yeah, because they probably got these in stock. Yeah, yeah that, well, know? they were making lots of uh, these sort yeah. of things at the time, weren't they? Um, I've put a very a very vampire looking king. He, he looks before he starts talking. He looks very um, state of decay. He looks like yes. he could be one of the vampires from uh, State of Decay. Yeah, and he. Uh, I mean, he, Gerald Flood is brilliant. I really, I, I think he's a strong point in this. Um, he's far too old looking for King John in 1215, but yeah, I think he plays it nicely and he's he's got a nice hammy sort of edge to him. Oh boy, he is yeah. hammy. He, he's trying to do a Richard Third or something, yes, isn't he? Yes, I think he? there's that. Very Shakespearean, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. And you've got Isla Blair in it. I didn't know yeah. old Isla was going to be in it. And what, what's his face off of said cars? Um, yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's a it's a who's who of uh, sort of staple British actors of the period, isn't it? Yeah, and the the person I I was most surprised by the his son, the blonde bloke. He's from Top Secret. Have you seen that film? Uh, Top oh, the, Secret, yeah, the Zucker the, Brothers yeah. Um, um, thing. Yeah, he's the villain, Trevor or Kevin oh, right. or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's been, it's been years <coughs> since I saw that. Yeah, I only know him from that, and it's like, oh, it's him off of Top Secret. <laughs> um, yeah, so th there's some sort of half-assed insult. I'm, I'm not quite sure what goes on, but it leads to a joust. Well, this I in my notes I put what? So this makes no sense. So 
we, I mean, we're not meant to know it, but this is this is the master playing. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Gillies or Gillies? It's Giles, spelled Giles, but pronounced weirdly French. Um, so he's he's playing this knight, and he gets into a uh, yeah this pathetic insult because he he's trying to basically stir these people up, and then he he goes. Uh, you know, he, he challenges the 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 Baron's son to a duel. Mm. Now, if this is the master, why is he doing? He's risking his life yeah. for this. Is he that confident that he's great at jousting? When did he learn that? I wonder. Can, can, can we leap right forward and? We can yes. Yes, and yes, the end. See you next week, yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, why is the master doing this? It's never really spelled out but the the doctor sort of his theory is that the master wants to stop magna carta being signed mm-hmm. because that will destabilize uh the the future of britain and the future of democracy but i don't know what the end goal is is it that it, that will make it easier to take over the planet i think the master's just bored it's also it's really over over egging what magna carta was Yes, um, yeah. it, it you know, wasn't a pivotal moment no, no. in history. To I, the point where, immediately after signing Magna Carta, um, John had the Pope basically annul it, uh, and it was gone. It didn't come back till later, and then in a completely different form than the one he signed. Um, and all it did was basically guarantee the Baron's land rights. Mm. A piss all to do with democracy. But there, there is this weird idea that without Magna Carta we wouldn't be it's not a key yeah. point in time is it no you know? no no I mean they could have now of course if this was modern who you would have a big old speech about how actually it is a fixed point in time and a master's threatening the fabric of the universe but yeah it's it's I think I, I think the doctor at one point sort of says it's tawdry stuff for the master and it really is yeah, um, yeah. but there's no but this 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 was a bit of a rush job, I think this one, and it was just a bit of a, a filler. But there's no real reason other than total coincidence that the Doctor stumbles across this. Well, that was the question yeah. I, I was going to ask you. Does the Master expect the Doctor to appear? Um, I don't know. I th- I don't know where he doesn't seem surprised, but I'm presuming the Master just assumes that the Doctor will appear when he's doing anything, he's making a cup of tea, the Doctor will appear mm. and try and stop him. But yeah, the Master shows no surprise, and he almost sort of cackles away to himself as if this is part of his plan. But the Doctor's not like fell down a time corridor or anything. There's no there's no method that the Master's brought him here. No. Um, he just so it, yeah, pops up, doesn't he? Yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's just all very uh, coincidental. Yeah. Um, and- and he pops up at Bodium Castle, where I was like yeah. two months ago. Yeah, it's a lovely castle there. It's really oh, it's nice. beautiful, and yeah. and that's totally unchanged. Um, yeah. But where that joust is happening, if if the camera had done, you know, 180, you you would see that they were actually in the car park. Yeah. You know, but yeah, no, no, it, it's exactly the same now as it is then. If you're a Doctor Who fan and you like the King's Demons and you're down Kent Way, um, yeah. well, East Sussex actually, um, yeah, pop along. Yeah. Yeah, you can. You two can. Give yourself an outrageous French accent. Talk about outrageous. Uh, what the bloody hell is Tegan wearing? Yeah. <laughs> what is that Te- coat? What? 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 Yeah. what? I know it's the eighties, but come on. Yeah, I know it's. Uh, she never really got a decent selection of outfits after the uh, hostess uniform change. It was very much. I and again, um, JNT had total control. Over what people wore, um, and I, yeah, I, I don't think he quite understood what women would wear. Uh, it's very, very strange. I do like it's, it's, it's very whimsical, sort of these opening scenes. Um, and I, Peter Davison, sort of, he's he's now he's playing this. He's not not putting a huge amount of effort, and he doesn't need to. He's he sort of got it down off pat mm. that he, the way he's playing it. Um, and we get a little nod to they think it's a Black Guardian trap, don't they? Mm. Um, but uh, which is sort of a, a nice uh, sort of nod to enlightenment and that. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he the TARDIS lands in the middle of the uh, joust. 
Yeah. It's not a very exciting joust, is it? No, I don't understand. You know that it, it's not very exciting, but it's a bit better than the sword fight that we're going to be encountering very soon. Um, but we we later find out that the master is controlling Chameleon, who's yes. assumed the role of King, King John. John. Yeah. So, but when they first appear, you know, King John is is babbling away about demons and stuff. So that's the master controlling him yes. while still having a joust. Yeah, because later on we find out that because the doc later on the doctor says how how are you doing this and he says oh my dear doctor pure pure concentration and it takes him an effort to do it but yeah in this he, he's he's jousting fighting plotting planning and still controlling chameleon yes um, yeah yeah it's it's a bit. Uh, a bit far-fetched when you finally see Chameleon. Um, but yeah, I do enjoy, like I say, King John. I, I, I think he's one of the best characters in this. He's, uh, he's, he's really hamming it up. Yeah, and he's not phased by these demons appearing, which is fair yeah. enough because it's the master operating King yeah. John. But all the onlookers don't seem yeah, they, that phased by a blue box yeah. just materialising. I suppose our view of our sort of... Um, weird inaccurate view of uh of this period because witchcraft demons and that they they were very much accepted part of everyday life um i mean we you know right up to much later in uh, england's history you still had laws against witchcraft etc so I, I i suppose they're just going oh it's it's witches and the fact that the king has said they're demons um, I suppose all the nobles—they're all—they're uh, all ass lickers, aren't they? They're not going to gainsay the king. No, I suppose. Um, but I mean, this is what tips the doctor off, isn't it? Because King John accepts them so readily, and the doctor's immediately—you know—the master he can't help himself, can he? If if they'd have had just had the uh, the king being a bit surprised, the doctor wouldn't have been put on his guard. No, and he might have um, gone gone on his way yeah the, one of the other strengths certainly in episode one it sort of peters out in episode two is in these early scenes the dialogue is great it's there's some really nice genuinely sort of funny lines it's one where tegan says so uh, this is very dingy i must say and the doctor goes must you mm. it's like really cl cleverly done very witty um it seems to disappear in episode two yeah, th th this is a story of two halves, isn't yes, it? Yes, hundred percent. Yeah, um, I tell you what I like about the dialogue is they actually uh, mention that the the actual fact that um, castles were chuffy and freezing. Yes, you know. Um, yeah, it's, it's good that they don't normally. It's not normally something they're just a backdrop, but yeah, Tegan's freezing, and uh, you again you get what amounted to almost a pornographic line. In the eighties, where the doctor they look at the big bed, and the doctor goes, "Yeah, there's another way of keeping warm," <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, me. That's near the knuckle for Doctor Who." It is rather, um, yeah, yeah. Weirdly, we're three months from Magna Carta being signed, and the doctor. I don't know whether this was a like a, a theory at the time or whether what they were playing at here, but the doctor goes, um, because Tegan goes, "Well." Uh, King John was forced to sign Magna Carta, and the doctor goes, "No, no, no, he was he was as much for it as anyone else." I was like, "Well, no, he wasn't." Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, 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 you know, where, where's the uh, uh, educate and entertain uh, Rethian principle gone there? No, no, <laughs> you're telling pork is yeah, because at, at this point, um, realistically, uh, we had the Barons War going on, so they wouldn't be nancying about doing all these, you know, jousting and that, they, the King John would have been slap bang in a war. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's it's a very weird take on history, this one. Mm. I also love, I absolutely love the fact that they make no pretense of hiding the fact that everyone's wearing knitted chain mail. Yes. And plastic uh, yes. uh, knight's helmets yeah. as well. Yeah, the, it's, it's Game of Thrones, but on a BBC budget. It's yes. not, not quite there. Dear, dear, dear idea, I've, I've written down, ah, Sir Giles is meant to be French, with lots of exclamation <laughs> yes. marks. Yeah. I think that's at that point somebody says about, oh, this is my yeah. French uh, you know, champion or something like that. Yeah, but he, he's meant to be the, the king's French champion, um, but... I think uh, I think the the Baron the Zedkars fella, 
he uh, he mentions at some point that they shouldn't really be a French person in the court at this point. Um, so they're they're immediately put on their guard. So I I have to wonder again why is the why is the master chosen for this guy to be French? It is very odd. I mean, because you know it it looks like Anthony Ainley. Right. Well, it I, sounds yeah. like Anthony Ainley with a ridiculous "allo allo" French accent. Yeah. Well, at one point, his accent veers into like um, Pakistani. <laughs> I was sort of, is, like when he was in that time flight guy. It is. Yeah. It's yeah. He's very much like Khalid at one point, and it's like he's he's got to know what are they doing. Oh, he's just enjoying himself. I think he is. He's, he's having a good old time. Yeah. Uh, the the doctor reckons the king's an imposter because the the, the king is yeah. in London. He he's got to um, uh, take the cross or something, hasn't he? Yeah, he's got. He's uh, we, again weird. This uh, his, this his, it's all over the place. So the the king's in London, uh, taking his vows to go on the crusades. Mm. Um, I don't think John. I know Richard went on the crusade. I mean, Richard. I don't spent, think King John no, went John, on the crusades. No. No, he, I don't think he did. So I don't know what is going on here, um, and I don't know how come the doctor knows uh, the king's whereabouts so precisely at any given time. Is no. the doctor there at some previous incarnation? Maybe we'll find yeah, that with the fifteenth. Yeah, they will, they will address that. Now the next bit, I cannot believe you said this. You know, um, when I announced we were going to do this. Um, you said this, and I can't believe it. I can't believe you had a recording of this song. Yes. That you played in the car. Yeah, I, uh, I was a strange teenager. You most certainly yeah. were. I would not have that coming out of my my, my yeah. little speakers I, in my um, car. I would. I would used to make up mixtapes with theme song. I think I've mentioned it before theme songs on and different songs out of different shows, because I, for some reason, like songs like this. They would just latch in, they would earworm their way in. And I remember having a tape of this and playing it in the car. And I, I was listening to it this time and think, oh, God, that was weird. No wonder no one wanted to come travelling with me in my car. I can't believe that's it, because that came on. It's like Ian said he played this in the car. It, yeah. And it's like, no, there's got to be another song later I, on. This can't be the yeah. song. I have a very soft spot for sort of this... Uh, militaristic um, song like Men of Harlech I love um, you know uh, the, the... <laughs> Ian loves Men of Harlech I do, we're going to yes. put that on the Facebook page <laughs> that's where they banned me from the town you know? <laughs> um, and I love uh, like um, in The Man Who Would Be King you know mm -hmm. the son of God goes forth to war uh, I love that sort of singing and so I think this was at that point and yeah, I thought it was really good. Um, it doesn't really hold up now, <laughs> to be fair. You've grown it's, out of it, haven't I you? I have, yeah. It's never going to... They're not going to do a dance remix of it, are they? No, no. Uh, yeah. Oh, good Lord. Oh, good Lord. Uh, but yeah, we, we, imme <laughs> we immediately get... So the, um, the master wants to throw uh, the cousin... Of Jeffrey, I think. Jeffrey, cousin. Jeffrey, Jeffrey yes. yes. Jeffrey... Uh, he wants to throw him in the Iron Maiden. Mm -hmm. um, no jokes about Iron Maiden. I thought they might have made one, but I suppose that was Bill and Ted covered that as well. Mm. Um, but the the uh, the Doctor sort of jumps up and he, he makes this thing about how uh, he's outraged because how could how could uh, Sir Gillies, uh, Gillies. <laughs> Gillies how could he how could he uh, attempt to to um, to top the king's wonderful singing. See, the doctor liked it as well. Um, That's why you liked it. Yeah, uh, and uh, we then get uh, the, the, another. Anthony Ainley likes hitting people with his glove. Oh. You know, again, that wasn't really a thing. That's very much a, a Victorian invention. Um, yeah, he, he slaps him, and they do this duel. Oh, and good uh, Lord. I mean, my, my observations on this are a, the swords that they do various close-ups on are just blanks. Mm -hmm. There's no edge to them. They, oh, it's it's very poor. But also, you've sort of got to admire that they've got the actors doing it. But there's a reason you get stuntmen in. 
mm -hmm. because this is the most boring sword fight in history. Yeah, and that that is exactly it because you have got Anthony and you have got Peter, yep. and they've had their you know afternoon of rehearsal. You swing that way, then you swing that way, yeah. and boy, doesn't it look like it? It looks terrible. It. Um, I imagine they yeah they probably didn't have much time to rehearse it. Everyone's clapping as well, which is really weird because that's anachronistic. Clapping didn't exist. You th you'd thump the table, you wouldn't clap mm. back then. Um, and then uh, eventually, uh, in a very contrived way, the Doctor gets the upper hand, and we get the the end of episode, which is just shocking. I don't think anyone saw this coming. It turns out uh, it was the Master all along. Yeah, because he whips his mm. rod out, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Um, so the Master doesn't even bother with latex anymore, does he? It, it's like, it, what is this effect? Is it some sort of, like, you know, shield that he's wearing? Some sort of Maybe chameleon? it's a hologram that's been yeah. covering up his real face. I love the way it merges into the Master's face, and he looks exactly the same. Yeah, it looks like he's just had a bit of a trim. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it's terrible. And... Um, the fact that, like, the Doctor and Tegan is like, it's the Master! Well, duh. Yeah, um, and again, no reaction from the audience. No. The, the, this gilet, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they've just seen a man changed completely. Well, not really completely, but at least his clothes have changed completely in front of them. And they're treating it like he's just at a grape or something. And it's like, yeah. oh, they're so bored. It, when I first watched this... I assumed that all of this would be like a, you know, like in Castrovalva where it's a projection from the master's mm -hmm. mind. And I thought, oh, this is going to, they're going to be, they're, they're in a fancy land. This isn't real. And it would explain it all. But, but no, no, this is actually meant to be real. <laughs> yeah. The episode ends, thankfully. Um, and then the second episode, we get the, the entire sword fight again. Yes. Which is rubbish, but even more rubbish is Tegan throwing the knife. Yes. Bit. I, I, I mean, I don't know anything about this story, so all this is brand new to me. So when you have something as shockingly as bad as that, I have to stop and rewind and watch it yeah, again. Yeah, okay, what is going on? Yeah. Um, the, the Doctor refuses to kill, and, yep. and so therefore the Master is put in the Iron Maiden. We think that's the end of the Master, but oh no. It's his TARDIS. Yeah. How does um, this work? Because when when they open it, you can see the spikes in there. Yeah. So is there is there because all the TARDISes we've seen so far um, have a door. Yes. The monks had a door at the back of the uh, the altar. The masters the, the had horse, a door. The master's before. horse box had a door. The column, the ionic column, he goes behind it, so you imagine it must have a door. Yeah. But this one, yeah, is there a little hatch in the back? So they locked him in, but wouldn't it have killed him as they locked the door? Maybe it's like the old vanishing trick, the magician's thing. Yeah, the back wall be, yeah. is like black velvet, and they're just yeah. like some rubber spikes stuck on a bit of black velvet. It, yeah, it, it could well be. It could well be, because it doesn't make a lot of sense otherwise. I get the feeling with episode two, I don't, I don't really know the backstory of this anymore. I've forgotten it, but I get the feeling they were making this up as they went along, because it... The plot that's been building up ploddingly, but okay, is suddenly it's like nothing really happens again. No, this is very boring. For a two-parter, yeah. the amount of times we've said when we've had six-parters just lately, oh, if you just lose an episode, trim it down, trim it down, make it a five-episode, a four-episode. Yeah. This <laughs> could have been a one-episode. Yeah, this could, literally could have been just a one-episode filler. Um, I mean... We, we've said before about, yeah, like six episodes, six parters, you go, oh, it's a lot of filler. You shouldn't have a whole episode's worth of filler in a two-parter, should you, really? No, no. Well, we're leading up to the thing that this story, I guess, is yes. infamous for. Um, I mean, we, 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 we get a suggestion about what's going on because we, we realise the Master's operating the King by remote control because you yep. see him, you know, mouthing the words for... The, the the king to say, but there, yeah, the doctor goes in, and uh, first of all, we hear that song again. Yes, yeah, he's singing a song. Well, he, the doctor goes past the door. I do wonder, like your point earlier about how is the master control? Because when he's in the ta when he's in his TARDIS, um, yeah, he's having to mouth all the words that yes. Chameleon's saying. So was he doing that all along? Is that why he's got the big beard on as a French guy? 
and he's why he's wearing the helmet in. when yeah, he's doing the joust. Be, yeah. He's mouthing all the words underneath. Realistically, the uh, the king should have been a bit out of breath while he was jousting, shouldn't it? <laughs> to, to cover the fact that he was out of breath when he was doing the voices. Yes. Um, but yeah, the doctor goes past the doorway. Um, we've had various shenanigans of capture, escape, capture, escape. I mean, also the other thing, they have no concept of what to do with Turlo. No. Total waste of space in this. Well, one. he's chained up with Isla Blair, which isn't yeah. a bad thing. No, but, you know, um, if you're going, if you're going to wine while away a bit of time, Isla Blair. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the Doctor enters the room, and oh, uh, good God. there we have him in all his, uh, you know, uh, Poundland C3PO glory. Can I point out that you know when we first see him, the song is is happening. This yep. thing that we see is meant to be. <coughs> playing that lute yeah. or whatever it is his hands nowhere near it because his hand can't get near it no um oh good god it's amazing how when he's when he's disguised uh he becomes a lot more mobile doesn't he's he? very animated isn't yes he? when he's when he's uh chameleon the robot he looks almost like some very very early computerized robot that doesn't work this is a shop room dummy you know with rods up it that's what it looks yeah. like you know this, this it is looks terrible as, yeah it is it is astonishing um uh, my do you only... know the story behind it yes and i, yeah. I actually there's a bit yeah. of a contradiction we're, we're, like, this is going to be interesting in in behind the scenes yeah. but my only experience of chameleon is the mercifully brief time he's in planet yeah. of fire yeah, when he's screaming in pain. Oh, that screaming bit with the eyeballs going backwards and yeah. forwards. That's what I always remember. But he's doing it here. This eye, eye, yes. eyeballs moving backwards and forwards thing. Yeah, he... Um, there's, there's not a lot he can do. Um, and, and, and usually he's not... He's not a... Uh, he's not a servo-controlled, radio-controlled thing. He, he was actually a, a computer-controlled... But it didn't really make any difference. It still looks like rubbish. Um, but the master said, the doctor said, how are you doing this, master? And the master says, it's psychokinetics. Yes. He's an infinite form yeah. achieved by artificial neurons. Yes. And the doctor the doctor goes, let, let me have a go. And he can't quite <laughs> do it. And then we get the, the, the greatest line in Doctor Who history where the master says, your will is weak. Um, it should be on I a t-shirt yeah, yeah. I, I reckon he knows a lot about weak willies yeah I think he does yes, yes. <laughs> it's shockingly bad it is so yeah. bad um, I mean the whole story is now completely derailed for me yes. because I say bring back the, the um, robot from Blake Seven's volcano yeah, that would have been better. Just have that there. That, yeah. that it would have been bad, but not as bad as this. This, yeah, good this is grief. Um, th yeah, this this is not a good thing <laughs> at all. And the, the idea, of course, was Chameleon was meant to be a, a an ongoing, recurring companion, um, <laughs> which it just it it shows someone's naivety, doesn't it? In this. It's John Nathan Turner's naivety. Yeah. All this is down to John Nathan yeah. Turner. He had seen an advert with these two guys who were, you know, going to create a, a, a this walking, talking yeah. robot. A real, a real computer robot. Yeah. Yes. And basically, what he wanted another K9. He wanted the yeah. popularity of another robot companion. Well, you can, you can sort of see the thing because this is uh, what eighty-three. Three. So, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, um, it's he's it, it's, going for the C three PO market, isn't he? Compare C three PO, which is a man in a suit, yeah. to this. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it's two different different forms of camp, isn't it? But yeah, one is slightly better than the other. Um, but that's what he's going for. Yeah, JNT wanted he wanted a, he wanted a slice of that uh, lucrative uh, spin off. Yes, uh, you know, market, and he was hoping that this would be massive, and of course he would have his fingers in the rights. Yes, um, but but real life came along to uh, vomit on his duvet. Yes, yeah, 
all right, that's that's the point yes. where. Oh, we, yeah, we get actually we get an explanation from the master here. Yes. Um, because I, I just looking at my notes and I'd actually written it down. And the master says, "Without Magna Carta, uh, the universe will fall." Yeah, he says, yeah, "Chaos how? will reign, yeah. and I will be its emperor." Yeah. What I don't... by by Magna Carta not being signed? It, uh, it does seem very very. Um strange plan I, do, I I quite like the theory that after um, after Keeper of Traken so that when when the master comes back and takes over um, Tree Mass's body that's lucky isn't it mm. the guy he takes over is an anagram of the master um, I think I think at this point the master is mad and if you, if you watch Anthony Ainley's sort of performances with that in mind yeah it's quite you can see that he is he's just off his trolley. Well, you, you you say about the alias because he's mad. Well, oh, here yes. he is, uh, Sergio Estram, which is yeah. another anagram of the master. Yeah. Do you think the master, on his like evenings, he sat in the, he sat in his dark and tardis with you know with a, a shawl over his <laughs> lap, and he's got a pen and pad, and he's just working out different aliases, different anagrams of his. It's like Peter name. Cushing in Dracula AD 1972 yes, yeah. where he's got Alucard. And he yeah, <laughs> and it, ta- it takes him ten minutes to work it out. <laughs> the audience is going, it's Dracula, you bloody fool. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder if that's what the master did. Do you think he liked crosswords? Oh. oh. It's, it's very strange. It is very strange. This whole battle of the minds to, you know, take control of Chameleon, who yes. ends up being Tegan. I don't understand yeah. why Tegan is the final form. Well, A, they've got an actress there, so they don't have to try and get that that god-awful contraption to walk. Well, give it to Turlow. He yeah. hasn't done anything in yeah. this story. Yeah, they could have easily turned into... The weird thing is... No, it, if you've got a character that can look like any other character. You've got to have a scene where they're disguised as someone or there's someone mixes them up. There's none of that in this. No. The fact that it can turn into someone, it's like totally wasted. It, they could have just had uh, Chameleon wear a mask. Yeah. Couldn't they? Of, of the king. Um, but yeah, they... It, the doctor, for some reason, his 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 will is strong, um, you know, and he gets yeah he takes over and for some reason in his mind is Tegan, mm. um, which we found you know from from Jodie Whitt- Whittaker's last one we found out that the fifth doctor actually did like Tegan, mm. he just covered it up a lot. <laughs> And that's pretty much it, isn't it? I mean, it all kind of like fizzles out. The, the the master runs back into his Iron Maiden, but the doctor's yeah. nobbled it somehow. I didn't understand quite what he had done. It was something to do with the uh, his black rod, wasn't it? Yes. He well, he he put the tissue compression that's eliminator yeah. uh, so that it would. He, I don't know whether it's meant to shrink the TARDIS interior like the monk's TARDIS, or whether it shrinks shrinks the master. Because in the ne- in Planet of Fire, he's shrunk, hasn't he? Oh, of course, yeah. So I've I, th- I about think that. that. Yeah. I'd love to have seen that scene, the master shrinking down, you know, a tiny little fella running around the TARDIS. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and Turlo gets his one acting scene where he he basically tells people if they come near him, he's going to kill them. Mm. Uh, I think that was more Mark Strickson <laughs> just bored, wasn't it? That was uh, that was him talking to those extras. Uh, and then, it, yeah, it just fizzles out. The Doctor goes, uh, yeah, Chameleon can join us. Uh, and Tegan, like, gets annoyed and says, as long as it doesn't look like her. So what what do you think would have happened? So we we know what happened in real life is they just, they basically went, Chameleon, who's that in the next story? They totally ignored it. But do you think they could have had it where they just hire another actor? Yeah, and just have yeah. him as chameleon and, and yeah. then he can change it to anybody he wants you don't exactly, have to yeah. go you, you back to this, this basic form or just you know have an actor painted silver well, until he wants especially to change given to given t's um love of stunt casting this would have been perfect for him that all of his showbiz mates he could have given them yeah. an episode each yep yeah. 
you know, and that gets you your newspaper articles, you know, it gets his mates into shows, it, yeah, you, you could, could have, have done it. Yeah. You could have a scene in the TARDIS where you know um, um, Chameleon is watching, you know, Morecambe and Wise, and he's taken the form of Eric yeah. Morecambe, and you've got Eric Morecambe in <laughs> oh, Doctor Who that would have been good. for two minutes, or Dad's Army, yeah. and you could have had, yeah. you know, John Le Miserere yeah. or something. I mean, it would have it would have absolutely changed Doctor Who into a light entertainment program, but that's, but that's what, what JNT that's was what he doing. Wanted. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm amazed that they went with, oh, let's just forget about the whole thing. Um, they could have gone down that route and just had a different person. Of course, we've we've uh, slightly later than this, but the comic strip, of course, um, showed how to use a, a shape shifting companion. We had Frobisher, mm. um, who was one of I think I think it was actually voted as the the number one companion in the comic strip. Uh, but brilliant, brilliant, and of course he decided to become a penguin. Yeah. And he fitted so well with Colin Baker's Doctor. And I thought, they could have done that here. You could have had him as Bungle off a of rainbow. Oh, my God, that would have been brilliant. There you go. <laughs> yeah. When he's, uh, yeah. When he's got downtime. Yeah. Um, oh, you could, you could have had him as... as uh, you could have had him as Basil Brush one episode. Oh, yeah, cool. Yeah, we've got to go yeah. BBC. Yeah, uh, Basil ITV. Brush. Yeah, Basil you, Brush. You could have had him as... Uh, you could have had him as... Um, uh, Hartley Hare, that would have been good. Trouble is, BBC no, at this Hare's point. ITV. Yeah, oh, of course it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, at this point, if they'd have had guest stars, you may well have got Jimmy Savile. Oh yes. You know, so yes, swings yeah. around about. Or Rolf Harris. Yeah, I oh, can yeah. imagine that. Yeah. Oh, okay. But what we've got instead is this thing. I yes. mean, as bad as he's been, when he's in the TARDIS at the end and he's standing up with his. Groin. Standing up's what? a strong word. Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Propped up. Why has he yeah. got a, a, a groin bulge? Uh, I, well, I, perhaps his will is strong. Um, <laughs> I don't know, because we had in Volcano, we had the the robot with the disco crotch. Yeah. Um, what's going on? Do you know what? I'm, I I looked up because of this story. I looked up. I had to Google the word ghoulies. Ghoulies? What? As in your bollocks? Yes, yeah. You didn't know? That's not a, not a common word down no, your way. No, no, I, I was thinking of his bulge, and I was yeah. thinking about ghoulies, and it's like, that's a word you never hear anymore. Nobody no. says, oh, I got kicked in the ghoulies. That was um, Sylvester McCoy's main line in the 79 Dracula, when he goes, uh, uh, Mr. Hodges, he, he, he got me in the ghoulies. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you don't you don't really hear it anymore, do you? Do you know where it comes from? I had to look it Ghoulies. up. Ghoulies? No, I don't know. Is, I was it, is it old English? Them. No, it's Indian. It's Hindi. Oh, right. It's Hindi. G O L I, right? It's Hindi for ball. Ah, there we go. So, a lot of our words uh, came from uh, the days of the Raj, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, and it's quite literal that that translation. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, that's how the story ends um, yeah. with them having a conversation with it, which is just shocking. <laughs> yes, it's terrible. Oh. Um, and Gerald Flood did the voice of Chameleon as well, didn't he? As he well did. As, uh, he did. King Very John. animated. Yeah. But unfortunately, the body wasn't as animated as the king nor the king's voice. No. Um, if you wanted uh, an action figure of Chameleon, just get one of those wooden artist dolls you can get in like the works spray it silver bob's your mm, uncle yeah he, he, he's got those terrible terrible hands as well hasn't he yeah, everything those weird banana terrible. fingers yeah it's there's not one good bit on him no i, I yeah I'll, I'll go along with that he's wearing a weird sort of uh sleeveless pullover in in plastic <laughs> he's got a hubcap on his belly He's got that groinal bulge. Um, he's got the weirdest arms and horrible fingers. And his his expression on his face is bizarre. It's this little smirk. Yeah. He's got a smirk. Isn't <laughs> <he>? <laughs> and it's yeah, his he... eyes. I, I, I can't stand the eyes. That's yeah. what I don't like about the early Jerry Anderson puppet shows, you know, Stingray and that, where you've yeah. got to constantly having the eyes going yeah, left and right. And forwards. To. to, to <laughs> suggest that this is um, an, a, a living creature. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's it just looks shifty, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Behind the scenes now. Yeah, I think you've said before, and I, I've seen from other sources, uh, the theory that you know. The problem with Chameleon was the person who invented it died. Yeah, Nobody that, knew how to operate it. Yeah, I, that, that smacks to me of um, of a good story afterwards. I imagine it's probably not that. But yeah, the the the, the sort of the, the number one fan theory is that JNT. You, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I probably am. But JNT uh, met these two guys. Uh, depending on which story, in a pub, at a fate, somewhere like that. He met these two guys, and uh, they said they've got this uh, fully functional animatronic computer-controlled robot that's like you couldn't you couldn't tell it from a real person. It's amazing. He immediately said, "Oh, we'll we'll have that as a new companion." Didn't bother viewing it. Didn't bother seeing it. Didn't want to see it because it wasn't quite ready. It eventually turned up on set, and that was the first anyone had seen it. But the guy who was in the pub that had made this and could control it in the meantime had died and the other guy didn't really know how to control it. So that's why it does bugger all. That's the th that's sort of the fan story. My theory is none of that is true. It was just uh, a pile of old crap from the beginning and this is a way of going why wasn't it any good oh because the guy died bless him i think I... it was rubbish to start with no matter who was alive or dead i think you're absolutely yeah. right there because if you look at any interview with richard gregory yes. who was the who guy we, we trust because he's a, a decent special effects guy yeah and he 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 did the physical work he yeah. he, he put the servos in he, he he did all the you know the physical stuff he says that, yeah, him and this guy called Mike Power, um, who that was... sounds like an action figure, doesn't it? It does, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, he was the software guy. He did yeah. all the computer stuff. They had come up with this prototype, and that's exactly what it was. It was just yeah. a, a work-in-progress prototype that John Nathan Turner finds out about, commissions T Terence Dudley to write a story to introduce, introduce this new robot companion which is going to be so fantastic and yeah when it arrives at the studio it is still the prototype they haven't refined it they haven't improved it yeah they had to go because of the short you know time period before you've got to start making the show they had no way of you know refining it or rehearsing it or improving it and you know peter davison says i took one look at it and i knew it wouldn't work you know um and it didn't. <laughs> no. And well, the, the thing is, even even though it's a prototype now, the, the, the technology at the time, this just wasn't possible without millions and millions of pounds worth of, again, of, Pete, of research. Yeah. A brilliant quote, and I'm paraphrasing him, but from Peter Davison saying, you know, the time when you would have a walking, talking, animatronic robot the time that that happens it wouldn't happen first in doctor who and he's no. absolutely right because yeah. you do need you do need millions to do it there is a reason why c3po was a man, was in, a a man suit. in a suit yeah yeah i mean this this to me looks like the sort of thing you would get on an episode of blue peter or tomorrow's world or tomorrow people or yeah well not yeah they probably you know they had peter <laughs> davison in a, a thong didn't they they did um, yeah but this is sort of thing they 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 have sat down where John Noakes is going. Well, in the in in the world of technology, it looks mm. like we're going to get replicants. And they cut to this, and it picks up a cup of tea and hands it to him, and they go, "Oh my God, this is amazing!" You know, like the in Tomorrow's World when they had uh, Zaphod's spare head. Oh yes. And they were going, "This is amazing. It's just yeah, like look, how look at like <laughs> look at the emotions it can do." And it goes, "Ah!" <laughs> and they go, "That's amazing. This is what this strikes me as." But what what's amazing? On either one of those stories, whichever one, whichever one of these is true, JNT didn't make the effort of looking at it beforehand. No, that's the problem. Yeah. And they were saddled with it. And I've seen there's been, you know, uh, excuses for it not being in the, uh, I think it was the Awakening. Yeah, the Awakening. Yes, it was. Yeah. Um, 
that scene was cut out because it overran. No, yeah. I think they, they knew rubbish, what a turkey yeah. it was. There were well, you can see more... the scene and it's awful. Yeah, and there were, yeah. That, that, there were meant to be more scenes in Planet of Fire. Yeah. Um, and they were cut out because it was awful, right? And and that's the point. The the chameleon era was over, right? They had decided to get rid of him. The Doctor destroys Chameleon in Planet of Fire. That's the end of it. And uh, after that, that's when Mike Power died, right? He right. didn't die in the middle of yeah, the chameleon so the era. It was been, afterwards. Yeah. yeah, the story's been sort of crassly merged yeah. very very crassly a man's death has been given yeah. as an excuse why <laughs> he was so crass. <laughs> yeah. can you imagine though like no, no matter what you think of canine i can remember when that came out every kid's reaction was i want one of them mm. i want a canine can you imagine any kid looking at chameleon going <laughs> mommy mommy can I, I want a saki looking camp robot with a groin or bulge for christmas no what? Oh what were they thinking of? Oh dear. Um, other snippets for you from behind the scenes. Yeah. We've said about you, you know um, the master's um, surname in this is Estram. Yes. He's had a few a, over the years, any old Angel. Yeah. He's had a few um, anagram names. Yeah. And in the Radio Times, yeah. before he's revealed in episode one, in the Radio Times, he's down as being played by James Stoker. Because James Stoker is an anagram of Master's Joke. See, that, that's not a bad one. But you, that needs to be the only time you do it. You know, you're introducing the Master back. He's been away for a long time. And you want it to be a big surprise. So you don't, you know, you, Equity says you've got to name these, characters, these actors. I, that would work, I think, James Stoker. Yeah. But this is like the third time that he's had an anagram name. And he's been in every other story. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's, it's very... JNT was a strange man, wasn't he, really? Mm. He um, great at light entertainment. <laughs> Two myths that are, um, uh, are around this story. One yep. is that the story originally was going to be the monk and not the master. Oh, I've not heard that one. Yeah. Mm. Um, that, that would actually all, make more sense. Exactly, that's what fans have said yeah. because you know the, his you know reason for doing it is more monk-like, the master-like. Yeah. You know, the monk just wanted to yeah. do small changes to history. You know, um, so yeah, whether they would have, if if that was the case, that it was the monk to begin with. Of course, uh, Peter Butterworth had already died at that yeah. point so you would have had to have had a regenerated you well you'd have had to have uh, an animatronic peter butterworth oh my god yeah <laughs> oh no 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 um and do you know the myth that uh, apparently people believe that uh, the that rather lavish set that we see at the beginning right. is the same set from the original first season of black adder oh right no i've not i've not heard that one um it's been so long since I've seen Blackadder, I wouldn't wouldn't like to say. Mm. Is, is the timing correct? Yeah, Black timing is exactly 82. correct. Late 82, yeah. early 83. They were both in production yeah, at the I, same I time. Is it, is it true? Probably no, not. I bet no. parts of it might have been. Or... Well, apparently in the episode, second episode, Born to be King, yeah. the Iron Maiden, the Master's TARDIS, ah, right. is in the background. Because that makes sense, because all these things would have been just out of BBC storage. Yes, yeah, just out of the yeah, prop department, yeah, isn't it? Exactly, Medieval yeah. props. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that Blackadder made stuff and it was used in Doctor Who or Doctor Who made stuff. And it, it's just they both come out of the same cupboard <laughs> at the BBC. <laughs> the same cupboard. Yes. Yeah, that's 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 right. Yeah. Was um, was the Master's disguise beard made out of offcuts of uh, Brian Blessed's beard? Oh, why couldn't Brian Blessed have oh, played yeah. it? He'd have made a good master, wouldn't he? He would have just overtaken yeah. everybody. Maybe he not would. Tom Baker, but... yeah. I, I reckon Brian Blessed as the master against Colin Baker. That would have been good. Oof. Yeah, but sadly, I don't think so. No. no, no. Not anymore. All right, so now we've got a problem, because when I announced this story, I had no idea it was going to be the master. 
right? So oh, right. who are our adversaries tonight? Is it King John and Chameleon? Uh, I, because technically Chameleon isn't an adversary as such because he becomes a companion. But yeah, it, but I want to put him on our table. Yeah, I, I think so. I think we go with Chameleon because he's, he's, he's a tool of the master. He's the master's tool in this one. Um, and when he comes back later, he's also the master's tool. So I think, yeah, let's... Should we do Chameleon? We can't really do the master because we'll do him as a special, won't we? Yeah, and King so John King is... John... I mean, we could... No, let's do Chameleon. Yeah, let's just do Chameleon, yeah. King John... <laughs> if we were doing King John, he would get high marks because I, I think Gerald Flood is a good actor and he's really, he's really good in this. He's one of the high points. But... I don't. Yeah, it, it's not really a Doctor Who monster sort of, is it? Really, no. it's more. Like you say, it's it's mock Shakespearean, um, especially because we've said we're not going to do the historic, the pure historic. No, books, yeah, so no, there's that as I think well. The same yeah. thing. So let's just do Chameleon. Yeah. All right then. Here we go. Design of Chameleon out of ten. Um, I'm going to have to be generous and give him one. One. Yeah, because. Even if this animatronic would have been the best in the world, the design is awful. He looks like a a camp robot wearing stockings and a, a pullover vest. Yeah, I. And that that now that you've mentioned his uh, groinal bulge, I'm looking at a photo of him. It draws the eye, doesn't it? It does. <laughs> What's in there? Do you reckon? Spare batteries. Sound could be yeah. Yeah. All right, um, yeah, I, I will join you in that one because yeah. the, the only reason I'm giving it a one is somebody actually made it. It physically yeah. existed on set. Well, propped up against a wall. Um, all right, a one for design. And now how effective was this fella? Um, because we're not counting Gerald Flood. No. This is purely the robotic chameleon. I've got to give him zero. It doesn't work at all. It... It would be better if it wasn't in the programme. And they said, as a robot, he's invisible. And they gone, yeah, okay. Yeah. It, it's awful. I join you in that zero two. Okay. All right. So that is a half. A half This has got to be one of our lower ones, right? Yeah, let me have a look. Oh, he's our only half. He's in, he's, oh, in a, well. he's in a caravan all by himself. As he should be. He as can just he sit in a corner be. and rust. Now, either side of him, straddling yeah. him at 0.25 point away from him on one side up the caravan park at yep. 0.75 you've got the skithra queen oh, okay. you know oh what's her yep. face mugging like mad in red face paint and yeah and then the same distance away but lowered down towards the uh, you know the cesspit is <coughs> excuse me lee john mansell Wow. Yeah. I think okay. I think that's fair. I think that's a fair place. He's slightly he's not quite better. As bad. Yeah. He's not John. quite as bad as Lee John. That's sort of damning with faint praise, isn't it? Really. What he's not. He, he, he's, he's not as irritating as Lee, Lee John. John. <laughs> the only three people below Chameleon are yeah. Lee John, okay. the Great Architect, oh God, yeah. and Mickey as an Auton. God, yeah, they're all woeful moments in the show's history. Woeful is a very good word, mm. yes, yeah. All right, oh, so well. with that, we are done. Um, Goodbye, it, it, Chameleon. Yeah, it was interesting. It, well, I enjoyed it. It's, it's, Chameleon's awful, but the actual two-episode story, it's a pleasant little romp. Yeah, the first 15 you know? minutes of episode yeah, really one, good. 20 minutes, yeah, it's entertaining enough. Then... Can you imagine if they'd have just had it? They'd have used this as the chance to bring back a pure historical. Mm. It'd been great. It didn't need the master. It didn't need all, anything else. Just a little mystery yeah. in the castle. Yeah. Been good. Yeah. All right. Do you think maybe you know if I'm I don't know in a charity shop one day and they're closing down and they've got a shop room dummy, you know, you go. going yeah. cheap. I could I could buy it, spray it silver, take it down to Bodium Castle. I and like chuck it, it off, off the top. Yeah. <laughs> chuck it off the top. Has <laughs> is is that castle got a moat? Check it. It has moat. a very yeah. deep moat as well. Yes. I reckon you could, uh, you could, 
like take, get a, a, a chop dummy's arm, spray it silver, and I reckon you could convince people, Doctor Who fans visiting the castle that you know this was left over, and then sell it to them. It could be a major scam. Yeah. All right. I'll look into that. Yeah. All right. Uh, okay. I'll look into that while we're researching and thinking about our next subject. Yes, it's a, it's a special, isn't it? It's a special, yes, yes, mm. yes. Thanks again to Mark for coming up with this idea about our halfway special. Yeah, the last time we were at this point, we looked at the 1960s companions. We did, so it's yeah. only logical that we move on to the 1970s. So, uh, yeah, we've got quite a few into to... Jumping Jumping into colour and, uh, yeah, charting... Well, at what point do, does the, uh, the quality scale start slipping? Yeah. You know, mm, interesting. Mm. Yeah, because we got a few, haven't we? We got a few. Uh, it gets very busy towards yeah. the end, doesn't it? It does. The yeah. 1970s. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, Chameleon, we're not have to discuss him twice because no. he'll be obviously in the 80s episode. Oh, and we will have to put him on the chart there as yes. well. So yeah. <laughs> we will be How discussing does Chameleon does he again. Fare, yeah. Does he fare better as a companion than he did as an adversary? Well, that's um, going to spo- be spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good Lord. All right, so, yeah, join us, folks, next time. Uh, yeah, 70s Companions. Yeah, I look forward to that one. I think that would be a good one. Yeah, I, I don't know if we're going to agree, um, no, you know, I, in our I'm placings. Sure. Uh, yeah, I think I think we'll agree on the sort of good companions and the, the less than good. But, yeah, I don't, on, on actual placings, but, I but don't you, know. You've also got to bear in mind when we do the placings, we've got to place them in the chart that already exists of the 60s companions. Oh, God, yeah. In that case, I'm going to have to ask you very nicely to send me the list because <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> I will dig it out and, uh, yeah, send it your way. All right? Good stuff. Okay, well, thank you, Ian. Thank you, listener. Nice one. Thanks, and, Eric. And, uh, yeah, see you next time. Thanks, Ian. Cheers, Ian. Bye. Bye-bye.